So welcome back to the third and final section of the NFL Draft Breakdown. We have some fans of a few teams that are ready to rant about how terrible their draft picks were. I'm just kidding. They're probably pretty solid. But we've got Tyler in the building to talk about the Chicago Bears. Justin, who is going to represent both the Indianapolis Colts and the Blue Springs region of Kansas City, Missouri, because we had a couple draftees in there. And Joseph is returning from Section 1. Oh, Justin's back from Section 2. Joseph's returning from Section 1 to talk about Detroit, the inferior to Milwaukee Midwest City. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's cap. False. It is not. Is Michigan really the Midwest? Yeah. Been this whole, is Michigan really the Midwest? Yes. Leave. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I am the most Midwest out of those four, Heck, the yeah. four cities mentioned. Yeah, facts. Anyway, that's beside the point. So, just, I guess, to dive – who wants to dive in first? Justin, do you want to talk about the Blue Springs draftees first? Uh, sure. That won't take too long. Um, so, uh, the two Blue Springs representatives, the, the Davis twins of Khalil and Carlos, um, I really like Khalil. Um, wish he would have gone a little bit higher than seventh, but I don't think higher than sixth would have been appropriate. Um, I mean, he ran like the second quickest out of the defensive tackles and benched the second most or something along those lines. So, I mean, he's a big dude and he's one hell of an athlete. Um, he just has a little issue, a little bit, uh, trouble just kind of rocketing off the line and getting into the backfield. But I mean, he played in the big 10 who's known for their big linemen. So makes sense uh i'm honestly surprised carlos got drafted um i thought he'd be a udfa uh so yeah that's really all i've got carlos basically diet khalil um (laughs) yeah that's all i've got really did you so did you go love it what he's a he's a freakish athlete i love it who carlos or khalil Yeah, Khalil, if he can if he can be able to push through offensive lines a little better, he'll be a cleaner Nadamakan Sue. Dang, that's the ceiling. I that's the yeah, Sue's pretty good. Nadamakan Sue is only one of the greatest college football players of all time. No, no I know. Problem. I meant like that's the that's um, the ceiling like I mean wise. he's he's one of the only like defensive Heisman trophy finalists that I've ever like in a in a hot minute. Yeah, and I think there's legitimately a pit, Sue Manti Teo and Charles Woodson. I think are like the only ones. Yeah, sounds right. So Justin, did you just just like did you go to high school with either of these two guys, or did you just know them because they're from like the area? Um, I was there. I went to high school with them. I think it was it would have been no. I did not go to high school with them, but I dated their cousin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a fun fact. <laughs> um, so have you met? Have you met them? No, I haven't met them. I haven't met them. Justin, the only way you would not have gone to school with them is if they were – well, it – They redshirted. Okay, so were they redshirt seniors then this year? Yeah, this would have been – yeah, this was their fifth year because okay. they they were a freshman at Nebraska when I was a freshman <laughs> at Blue Springs. Okay, I got you. <clears throat> nice. Anyone else know any players from anywhere that got drafted? No. Before we move on. No, any of them? Not this year. Or just like – are they from any like from because I'll I'll shout out Nate Stanley and Zach Bond who are from 
Brown Deer and Menominee, Wisconsin. So well, I mean, Colcom S House is 15 minutes from my place. There I had a draft eligible guy from my high school this year. Uh, I think it's I think it's two years from now you'll have a dude from um, my high school for the draft. So it's actually gonna get like pick relatively high. So solid. Well, two years, two years. Yeah. All right. And by relatively and relatively high by kicker standards, so six rounds. Oh. <laughs> um, Good for a kicker. Kickers are people who. All right. Well, so shout out to the hometowns, I suppose. Who wants to dive in? I guess first to their team's performance. I mentioned Cole Komet, so. Yeah, Tyler, you want to talk about the Bears? If, if Cole Komet was from Seattle and went to University of Washington, he would have been a third round pick, and I fully, believe, I fully believe that. Yeah, I absolutely. Well, I believe he would have taken him in the second. Round. I absolutely believe he was only drafted because he's a Chicago kid that went to Notre Dame. Like I, that is a hundred percent mine. He hates the Cubs, though. No, apparently he likes the Cubs. That whole tweet was just frustration. He tweeted. I don't know. Yeah, I know. He said like, he tweeted like, some, something about like, at the Cubs or something like that. But he yeah. also tweeted out um, "fly the W." So I have no clue what to believe anymore. But either way, no, he's legitimately. That's the issue with it is if he did not go to Notre Dame, was not from Arlington Heights, he'd legitimately be a third round pick. He would not have been picked at forty-three, and that sucks. But what are you going to do about it? Also, Arlington Heights building themselves a hell of an NFL football team. Jimmy Garoppolo, Cole Komet, and literally no Nice. Well, so yeah. any other what do you what do you have to say for the Bears, the rest of the Bears draft then? <laughs> okay. Hey, oh, the, the rest of it wasn't horrible. Cole Komet went to college. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of it wasn't horrible. Um Jalen Johnson's very good. He's the um Utah corner. That probably would have been a top twenty pick if it wasn't for a pretty big injury, which is a pretty good precedent in terms of drafting players solely because they were injured and they're falling because they're injured. Eddie Jackson was a first round pick up in the fourth round solely because of that. And now he's an all pro. So decent pedigree there. Um, Travis Gibson, I know like legitimately nothing about, but apparently he's solid, which I find kind of weird because his player comp is an interior defensive lineman and they want to play him on the edge. His player comp is an interior defensive lineman for the Bears, yet they want to play on the edge, which Makes no sense to me, but what am I going to – who am I to complain? Um, Kindle Voldor is legitimately really, really good and never should have lasted in the fifth round. And I've said that for a while now that he's one of my favorite players in this draft. So very happy he's there. Um, Darnell Mooney was the guy that became draft Twitter's crush. So I'm fine with that. You love this dude. Um, some of the highlight real plays he makes are second to none, anyone in this class. I mean, that legitimately – um so yeah he's very 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 good um the two seventh round dudes i had could not be able to see i still don't even know their names i think one of them's i think i, I know one of their names but i had no it's, uh, either it's arlington hambright yeah, arlington hambright simmons Who, um, who's the second one leviticus simmons from tennessee yeah. State. he's a guard i don't think either i don't um maybe hambright has a chance of making the team because apparently they like apparently they drafted them because they think they can mold them into a good guard I'm the other dude. I don't think has a shot in hell of making the roster. All right. So, if you had to give him, I guess, let's say a grade overall, what would you give him as a grade? Hopefully, you didn't look at NFLDraft.com because they give every team a grade. Well, I've every, I mean, everyone in their mother is given draft grades. Uh, I mean, it's tough because I don't know the seventh round dudes. I don't really know one of their fifth round guys. Other than that, a 
B, 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 B minus kind of range. I mean, nothing, it's nothing to be overly celebrating about, but they got, in my mind, at least three guys who are going to be impact players. So it's not, I mean, not horrible, but there's no future Hall of Famer in here. There's no future, like, superstar player in there. So B, B, B minus. I don't know. Best or not the worst in the division, and that's all that matters. Yeah. yeah wasn't that hard to beat that crown in that division? Oh, it was not that hard to beat whatever the hell the Packers decided to throw together at all. That Packers draft was absolutely incredible. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. We're a good amount, not a little bit earlier. Um, but yeah, so, so I guess if you had to pick one, I mean, you said no superstars, but I guess if you had to pick one player who you really high on, you talked about um, Mooney, but. Not Cole Komet. Cole Komet's not uh, the future. I mean, Cole Komet's, a sol- Cole Komet's gonna be a solid player. I mean, I'll give him that much. He's not bad. He's not a not. He was overdrafted, and he's not good. But he's not gonna be a bad football player. I mean, he's not where he's supposed to be drafted though. Now, I like Darnell Mooney a ton. I like Kendall Vildor a ton. Um, and I like Jalen Johnson, just not as much as everyone else seems to. Gotcha. All right. Well, there's the report from the Bears. Mediocre is what yeah, I would medi- describe. That's it. pretty fair to say. <laughs> Just kind of there. Some guys. Yeah. They got some guys for their team, and they'll see how they do. Yeah. They Who didn't wants... make a mockery of the draft again. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Sometimes it's the best you can do. Yeah. Joseph, Justin, either you want to tackle your teams? Um, I, Joseph, you want to go? I can go. Uh, I don't really care. I'll go. Why not? Um, so Lions had a solid draft. I touched on it a little bit earlier in part one, or the first section. Uh, Julian Aquara and DeAndre Swift were the guys I talked about. I love them. Um, I love specifically Julian Aquara's fit. Um, I think he will come in and be a day one starter. Um, Valentina pass rusher. He's a pass rusher. Um, I think he'll be very valuable, especially getting to play with his brother. I think that'll help him kind of ease into the system a little bit more. And, you know, coaches and players are not allowed to talk football. Um, I don't think there's anything that says players can't talk football with players. So, you know, the two brothers will definitely help each other out. Uh, Or Romeo will definitely help out Julian with learning the system and all that. Um, DeAndre Swift touched on it earlier, but I'll kind of talk about it again. Uh, I think he compliments carry on Johnson pretty well. Um, I think they have similar play styles, but DeAndre Swift definitely better pass catching back. Um, a little bit faster. A uh, little bit tougher of a runner, too. Uh, carry on Johnson's definitely um, – <clears throat> or, excuse me, I had that backwards. Carry on Johnson's definitely, like, a tougher runner. DeAndre Swift's more of, like, a finesse kind of guy. Um, Jeffrey Kuda, best corner in the class. Uh, what more is there to say? Uh, he's a very disciplined guy in terms of penalties. Um, very good cover corner. I like him a lot. Uh, hopefully he comes in and fills that Darius Slay hole nicely. Um, then we get into the other picks. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Jonah Jackson, the guard out of Ohio State. I liked that pick a lot. Jonah Jackson will likely come in and start at – right guard day one um hopefully they don't have the guard rotation like they did last year which was asinine but that's neither here nor there um he's a very good guard i like him a lot 
um, <clears throat> powerful. Um, Logan Stenberg, Stenberg, yeah. Um, immediately after another guard, this one out of Kentucky. He is, <clears throat> according to a lot of analysts, I didn't watch much of him, um, but they said that he is like a very like. He is a hungry football player in the sense of, like, he's going to want to punch you in the mouth, basically. Like, he's going to want to, like, eat you as, like, he's, he wants to dominate um, the trenches, basically. Um, and that's what the Lions look for, um, winning in the trenches. That's what every team looks for. But Matt Patricia is probably the head coach in the NFL that looks for that most. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, fifth round pick, uh, the first of two. Quintez Cephas, I, this is the only pick of the Lions draft that I just did not like at all. Um, Quintez Cephas is very slow, um, not great at catching, I don't think. Um, I, he, he doesn't get separation because he's slow, um, and that's something that the Lions, they don't have slow receivers, but they have receivers that struggle to get separation, um, Quintess Cephas feels like a slower Marvin Jones. Um, they, like, he can make the catches, he can make tough catches, stuff like that. Um, you know, I I don't love his hands, um, but he can go up and make those tougher catches every so often. Um, <clears throat> I didn't like that pick. I would have preferred Donovan Peoples-Jones um, yes, sir. or James Crochet. I know you're a big DPJ fan. Oh, DPJ is elite. <laughs> touched on it already. It's not like James. It's not like James Prochet gets any separation either. So uh, James Prochet is at least a little bit faster, though. Um, next pick, second, fifth rounder, Jason Huntley. <laughs> the Lions made this pick, and I said, "Who the hell?" I like. I had to look him up. There is nothing on this kid, like anywhere on like draft analyst. Like, no draft analysis. Nothing. He's fast. Um, unfortunately, that kind of means the writing is on the wall for Ty Johnson. Uh, Ty Johnson's the sixth rounder out of Maryland for the Lions last year. Um, I like him a lot. Uh, apparently, the Lions do not, though, because uh, Jason Huntley would appear to have a very, very similar play style to him um, with, a, like, a fast running back. Uh, from what I've seen, uh, Jason Huntley is more of, like, He's like kind of a blend between Ty Johnson and Theo Riddick, um, like a fast guy, but also like a pass catching back. He's the only back in this class to have over a thousand yards receiving in his college career. Um, so he can catch the ball. Um, his coach has said he can play in the slot a little bit. Uh, this next pick, I I like the John P- Penasini a lot. The pick a lot. Um, he helped kind of ha- he. He helped anchor that uh, very strong Utah team. Um, they had a very good defense. Uh, he was a large part of it. He's a run stopper, can generate a little bit of penetration, but not a whole lot. Um, he comes in, kind of fills that Damon Harrison role that they are now missing. Um, and then the final pick of the draft, Jashan Cor- Cornell. Um, he was highly touted out of high school, I found out. Um, kind of – just was there chilling at Ohio State for his first three years. And this past year, he played a lot. Um, he was a starter. He played pretty well. Um, his stats looked solid. Um, from what I saw on Twitter and, like, the analysis of picks, 
Um, he can generate pressure if he's given the opportunity. Um, just a solid pick. Um, maybe he's definitely going to be a project player. Um, same thing goes for like Penasini. Um, but it, you know, maybe he could turn into a solid rotational piece. Solid. There's a draft breakdown for every single Lions pick there. Um, I guess Joseph, um, you mentioned obviously Quintez is not one of your favorite picks. Um, and you really like DeAndre Swift and Julian Acora. Who's probably your favorite out of those two or um my favorite pick for them, honestly, is I, I'm not gonna say Jeff Okuda because he was like the the flashing lights, like pick me or yeah. your pick. Um so I think my favorite was um, I'm between Julian Okora and Jonah Jackson, both full of position of need, and both are good players in their own right. Um, I'm probably leaning more towards Julian Okora because pass rushers are so important in the NFL that he could he if he pans out will be a slightly I think a slightly above average pass rusher in the NFL. Yeah, I think I, I mentioned this earlier, but being with his brother is going to be huge too. I think he'll oh, be, absolutely. he'll definitely be pretty solid. That's a good pick that you got there. Uh, real quick, and then we'll move on to Justin. Grade the Lions for me. So Tyler gave the Bears a solid B minus, which is what I've been getting on all my tests since I've gone online for school. <laughs> but Joseph, what would you say? Um. I think overall it was a solid class. Um, it definitely. I would honestly give the class an A minus. I think overall it filled a lot of needs and gave a lot of depth. Um, quite frankly, if Quintez Cephas was not the wide receiver pick, it, I probably would have given it an A. Um, He's had his offensive issues too. That doesn't help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was very uncharacteristic of the Lions to pick him up because they, as all teams should, but the Lions have been like very outspoken about it with like despising off-field issues. So it was a little weird to see that pick. Yeah. All right. I would like to point out the difference of the Bears taking the local kid that went to school right up the road and overdrafting him and the Lions staying away from the best available prospect at the position they drafted, even though he went to school right up the road. I just find hilarious. (laughs) I I cannot – ever since that pick happened, the the, – Third round? Third, yeah, third round. I could not not have that not running through my head about how funny that is. The difference between those two teams. <laughs> what are you talking about? Who? What player? Ben Bredesen. Homeboy, Brent Bredesen got picked in like... Yeah, he got picked, no. after, yeah, he got he got picked, picked after, after Jonah Jackson and Logan Stenberg. And jo- Jonah Jackson is a better football player than Yeah, ben I think Bredesen. he was saying like... The Lions didn't overdraft Ben Bredesen because right. he was from Detroit and stuff. Well, no, I mean Ben Bredesen. Sure, I mean here's the issue with that is the is the idiot in charge of that front office who's legitimately one of the worst at home entries in the league. That's that conversation for another day. <laughs> How did those I picks mean, say the interior offensive line needed to be better at pass blocking? Means Ben Bredesen is pretty much universally regarded as the best pass. I, they, they weren't looking for pass blocking. They were solid that's at pass how blocking they just, last year. That's how they justified the two picks. So. That's what they're in front of. That's what Bachman said. Maybe. Okay. 
Maybe Ben Bredesen will find his way back to Detroit. All I'm saying is, too, Donovan Peoples-Jones is also from Detroit. Yeah, that, yeah, that too. Peoples-Jones is also from Michigan. See, that's what I thought he was talking about. No, Bredesen. Peoples. Okay. He's he from the Michigan. So. Yeah. I, I talked about Ben Bredesen earlier. I wasn't super high on him, but uh, like, he's, he's a Michigan player that's going to give everything on every play, but I don't think he's anything special of a player. That was a big issue with that. I, just, I don't – I cannot – run through my head how they justify taking either of those two over Ben Bredesen. I just don't get it. But no one's been able to explain it to me either, and I've had five people try. So we'll just have to see. That's the fun part about the draft. Everyone just pans out how they pan out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I think a lot of it is like people – we and people criticize picks all the time. And nine times out of ten, we're going to be wrong. Like front off, NFL front offices – know a hell of a lot more than we do and sometimes it's just down to a player too like right maybe ben bredesen is a better pass blocker but if you know jonah jackson and logan stenberg you know develop their craft enough or just work on their game oh they for could sure. easily just outwork well, I, it's, not, it's not even that i just like those guys i like i like both of them i like stenberg a lot i wasn't really high on jackson i like stenberg yeah. a lot but I just – I don't understand their just – I just never – could not wrap my head around A, they're do, picking those two over Bredesen or B, their justification for picking those two over Bredesen. Yeah. It does not make any sense to me, and I no one's going to be able to explain it. <laughs> so. All right, Justin? All righty. Uh, Colts. Colts. Um, probably just going off of sheer looks had – in my opinion, the second best draft of the uh, AFC South. Um, I think Tennessee had a better one, um, but I don't think Houston had a better one, but that's just personal opinion. Um, so we're going to start out in the second round where the Colts had two picks. Um, and they chose uh, Michael Pittman out of USC and Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. Um, the Pittman pit at wide receiver – at first, I didn't necessarily like because uh, KJ Hamler was still on the board, and I felt like he would have fit the scheme better. Um, but then they decided to go and pick Jacob Eason up in the fourth out of Washington, and now looking at it and knowing what Eason was known for, it makes sense that they picked a tall, big guy who can just go up and get balls because Eason kind of has – I mean, Eason's got a cannon, but it's inaccurate as all heck. Um, they chose Julian Blackman in the third from Utah, who I think is personally my favorite pick, um, really boost up that, uh, secondary, which towards the second half, second, oh, wow, words, uh, second half of the season kind of got burnt on a regular basis and was very frustrating to watch, um, especially when they didn't, especially when they played not as good teams as like Tampa Bay and teams of that nature. Um, uh, in the fifth, they chose uh, Danny Pinter out of Ball State, which I've never heard of this guy, but I also did like Spark Notes research coming into the draft. So it makes sense that I don't hear out of someone from Ball State. But I mean, good for them grabbing an another, off. Another team drafting a local kid. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm fine with it. Um, Danny Pinter is a guy that can really boost up probably our 
arguably one of the best offensive, not even arguably, uh, one of the best offensive lines in football. Um, just adding more depth to that. And then we get to the question picks. They chose Robert Windsor out of Penn State in, in their first six-round pick. Um, I don't understand why they decided to pick a defensive tackle here um, when they could have picked um, another wide receiver, which they ended up doing later, but we'll get to that. Um, they could have picked another corner, or they could have picked a corner, um, maybe a linebacker, maybe another offensive line. I just don't understand picking up the defensive tackle, especially since you picked up DeForest Buckner in the offseason um, from San Francisco, and he's like top three defensive tackles in the league. Um, and then they pick, they did end up picking a cornerback, but they picked up Isaiah Rogers from UMass. And the fact that you're taking anybody from the University of Massachusetts is just wrong because <laughs> they are an awful football team. They could have um, almost picked a uh, certain Wake Forest corner. Yeah, but there was a certain Nebraska corner that was better and would have made one hell of a meme. Has uh, he signed it? Uh, I don't think so. Which no, is, I haven't seen anything about him. Which is surprising. Uh, from what I've from what I've seen, um, he's very bad on run coverage, so he can't go and play safety. And I guess, yeah, I guess people just aren't looking for cornerbacks. They're looking for cornerbacks slash safeties, which surprises the heck out of me. Um, but yeah, I would have rather seen them pick the Wake Forest guy or Lamar Jackson from Nebraska. Would have been, I think, they, a better fit. I also think they picked um, the UMass dude over Dane Jackson, which was wrong. The pit <laughs> corner. Yeah. The pit corner, who probably should have been a fifth, sixth round pick. I want to say got taken towards the end of the seventh. Yeah. Um, and then we ha- the, the Colts had three picks right in a row 211, 212, and 213, which I think is pretty cool, but that's whatever. That, no, that is cool. I love seeing that in like drafts. Um, yeah. They decided to go with another six-four wide receiver, which actually I kind of I kind of dig. Um, Patron getting getting height on on some fools, especially since cornerbacks usually tend to hang around the five ten five eleven range, especially a lot of your more modern day ones. It's unusual to see a six foot or higher corner. Um, just because they they're just the shorter guys are usually quicker for some reason. It's weird, but it, it's how it is. Um, and I don't hate that pairing him with Pittman and T.Y. Hilton for the three games Hilton's on the field. Um, that'll be a danger. <laughs> that that'll be a fun receiving core. Um, and then they drafted a safety linebacker in Jordan Glasgow out of Michigan. Jordan oh. Glasgow only plays linebacker and like special teams. Oh, maybe that's what the S is for. And honestly, I think that's the only thing that they're bringing him on for is for special teams. They've got a really strong linebacker core, unless they trade away um, guy whose name I'm forgetting. Um, hold on. Give me a second. Yeah, I don't know who you're even thinking of. Maybe that's his name. His name is Guy. guy I'm not thinking of. Guy whose name I'm forgetting. Plot twist, it's Guy Fieri. Oh, Guy Fieri was in the draft. Noted Raiders super fan guy. Yeah, he made a he made a noted guys. Yeah, uh, Darius Leonard. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, um, yeah, they won't trade him away. Yeah, but I I've seen that a lot on Colts Twitter, being like maybe trade away Darius Leonard, and everyone's like, no, I'd be dumb. Don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be dumb. That would be uh, so, dumb. Yeah, um, I mean, you've got Darius Leonard, 
who's leading a very strong linebacker core. Um, I mean, Jordan Glasgow is currently your fourth middle linebacker. Whoa. He's also just a seventh round pick, so even if he doesn't make the team, it's not like it's long. not. Yeah, yeah he not was a Matt. sixth round pick. Oh, yeah, he was quite even still as a sixth round. Pick. It was the Colts' seventh round, so we'll count it. <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna kind of jump shoot your next question, Knowlton. If I had to give a grade, uh, I would give rounds two through five, Indy, an A, <laughs> and a, the sixth round a C plus. So you're um, looking at like uh, so overall, I think I'm looking at like yeah, B plus somewhere. Yeah. In there. Yeah. <laughs> you get really good at averaging grades once you get into college. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> it's like if I get <laughs> this, I can, what can I afford to have? No, I got a D on <laughs> exam one. How do I not take the final? <laughs> yep. no. oh, I got a zero on my exam one. What do I need to get in order to not take the final? Ah, uh, 300 on the next two. Uh, 300 out of 100. Yeah. Let's just study. We'll do this. We'll do we'll this. Do it. We can there it is. do it. You write, you write your own <laughs> questions and answer them correctly. Yeah, yep. Correct. What's my favorite well, color? Professor, in addition to your exam, I brought two more from last year. <laughs> um, I will now get 100 on all of them. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously my favorite pick of the Colts draft is Jonathan Taylor, and I get that's out of pure bias, but I was so – that's where I really wanted him to go to. I wanted him to go to the Colts because I knew he'd be surrounded by a good offensive line, and I think he will explode onto the league as For much as I don't think he has. And I mean, that's, that's, that's going to be a fun running back by committee. Yeah. For two years. <laughs> For, For so two years. weird. Those two guys together are so weird. I Who, don't Jonathan like Taylor and Naheem Hines because they're definitely trading away Marlon Mack? Even still, that's just so weird. Naheem Hines is perfect complimentary. Is a honestly, perfect like, to Jonathan Taylor. I do not want them to Taylor can't play to Marlon Mack. Mack. If Taylor can't be a bell cow and Marlon Mack's going to get destroyed, I just I, – I hated that. I hated that. I just don't like it. Jonathan, yeah, yeah, you, Jonathan Taylor was, would be their bell cow. You said it was the worst pick of the draft, and I – Yes, I, I, I hated that. That's such I a also just wrong choice. In general. I hated that. In fairness. Hey, you they won up, they won up the um, DeAndre Swift, so we're good. I don't know. The only the only um, spot or one I actually like appreciated it though, was the um, Chiefs. Because the Chiefs can afford to do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. They should have um, taken J.K. Dobbins, but it's fine. RB oh, no. Uh, no. I think Hilaire fits their system better. Oh, yeah. Hilaire. That Hilaire's... Hilaire is going to pop off in that system productive-wise. It's going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah. Still wanted, I still wanted them to draft KJ Hamler solely for the, how fun that would be. So that way they can have a track meet? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With one of their six-round oh picks, they just go this ahead and grab Quez Watkins just because. Yeah. He'll never hey, man, see the field, but like to... you'll know he's there, and you'll be like, oh. he'll just be running sprints on the sideline, <laughs> trying to race all of the other players. They'll, they'll have four plays. They'll have streaks, <laughs> a hail mary, and then like a couple running plays. Four verticals. Yeah, four, it, it'll and be it, like it, you're it, playing it, Madden. Yeah, it's like you're playing Madden on rookie. Four verts, hail mary, pitch to the left, pitch to the right, and that's yeah. it. And that's it. Yeah, that's all you need. Some, uh, wide receiver it's it's one of football games doing that. Like, it'd be, it'd be so much fun. Well, oh that was my, my big theory was I wanted the Giants to draft Jonathan Taylor because I then wanted them to bench their quarterback and just run two running backs for the entire game. 
and just like it's just Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley. How do you stop that? There you go. You tackle them. You teach one of them how to throw a little bit, and then it's fine. They I just run read option. Turning Saquon Barkley into Walter Payton, and I don't know how to re- respond to that. Bears biased hatred of running backs. Um, <laughs> Walter Payton still has the most touchdown passes of any player the Bears have ever drafted. So <laughs> that's so that's kind of Wait, what? Yep. <laughs> um, different, um, different time. We're running out of time. All right, yeah. I have to fact check this though. Or maybe of any first. Or maybe of any first round pick or something like that. I think maybe of any first round pick. Real the Bears before, ever drafted. Before we call it. Let's everyone just based on their this draft, if it even has that much of an influence, give a record prediction real quick for your team. Uh, Detroit's going to go like six and ten. Also, for what it's worth, Walter Payton has only thrown for eight touchdowns in his career, so you are Yeah, I know. Trubisky must have beaten him, but but, but then it was before Trubisky that was true. But, no, that was legitimately a thing. Dang. (laughs) I think Detroit's going to go seven and nine again. Speaking Speaking of the rest of the division bar, maybe Minnesota kicked the shit out of it. I don't know, but very good. <laughs> very good. Um, what, like 11-5? How about that? With Mitchell um, Trubisky or Nick Foles leading the way, the Bears will be um, average. I don't I – don't, I have to look at the – it depends – really a lot of it depends on how the um, schedule works out because Soldier Field is weird. But, like – The Bears will finish, like, 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, it's enough to make the playoffs. No, it's, not, I, not it, it, it's, way, it's way too early, I think, to – I'm going to have to look to see what the schedule looks out, but I'm a lot more optimistic now after seeing Green Bay put together that monstrosity of what they did. Minnesota have half their lineups being um, um, being rookies added to a absolutely awful roster. So I'm optimistic. Let's put it like yeah, that. that awful roster that made the uh, NFC title game this year for divisional. And, and shipped off half of their talent, yeah. All right, well, Tyler thinks the Bears are going to go 16-0. I think yeah, that's, cool. that's not happening. We'll call it there. And uh, no. thank you, gentlemen, for uh, ranting about your teams and such. Hopefully, <laughs> I hope the best for all of them, except for – no, I'm just kidding. They can all do it. <laughs> no, except for the Bears. That's fine. You can say it. <laughs> no, except for the Niners. Niners can go lose every game. <laughs> there um, it is. Yeah, I think that will do it for us, gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Catch you later. Hosting us was very nice.